All right, so we're back here once again on another Tuesday, Couch Coaches. It's Couch Coach Live, man. I got my guys in the building, man. Let me get, get it all started. What's going on, Jerk? Nothing much. Glad, glad to finish off the day being on being on Couch Coach Live again. I'm very happy. Absolutely. Jeff, the pod father. What's going on, man? <laughs> uh, not, not much, man. I it feels like I haven't seen you guys forever. I'm glad to be here. This is awesome. I know. Takes me it's back been to a my, minute. Takes me back to my Tuesday aftermath days. <laughs> yeah. And, and Rob, uh, football and chill, my guy Cruz Allen. Nice hat, brother. Thank you. I saw it on you the other day and thought it looked really good, so I thought I would uh, go cop one for myself. Absolutely. I'm glad it did come in time. I know we were kind of like, oh, man, it's going to be a while. And last but not least, my guy, Mo Gotti. What's going on, Mo? <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up? <laughs> Mo Gotti. This is a tough crowd to be around today, man. I have a couch coach, Rob. We haven't done something together in a minute. Jerk, when you get on, right. I know I gotta do my homework. I, <laughs> I know, right? And then I'm I'm in the I'm in the, the presence of the pod father. So this is really yes. a tough crowd yes. to be around today. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a comic book podcaster now. I, 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 yeah, pod father, versatility, pod father. Big time. So let me cue this new intro, fellas. Let me kick this intro. Yo, that's dope. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, fellas. You know, I did that in the crack at midnight last night. I like cooked a little bit something, you know. Always raining off the ball. Always raining. Got to. Got to, man. That's what what we have to do here, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, Steven? Steven's studying tonight. Don't call him Steven. He's studying. He got homework. Yeah, man. Big time. Big time. So, fellas, let's kick off this week's Couch Coach Live, man. Let's talk about divisional round uh, weekend. Let's do our recap. Um, I'll go with you first, Mo. Your, um, your thoughts on um, divisional round uh, weekend? Well, if there's a team outside the NFC East that I absolutely hate, it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is because I'm from that area and everybody is just so happy, so happy-go-lucky. They, they go into the Super Bowl, you know, you let them talk, tell it. But but to be honest, bro, I just – the disappointment for me in that game wasn't whether the Bucks or Saints won that game. It was – Drew Brees kind of is going outside in a sense. He said, you know, he didn't really officially announce his retirement. It came out before the game that he was going to retire. This was going to be his last game in the Superdome. And I think all the events that we see after the game is, is true, you know um, – the way he blew his kisses to the crowd, took one look back, spent a lot of time after the field with his family in a private conversation with Tom Brady. Um, I do think he's done. And it's just it's tough to see these legendary guys go that all of us grew up on. Um, it's tough to see these guys go. You know, Tom Brady is going to leave eventually. It looks like Drew Brees is gone. It looks like Phillip Rivers may be done. Big Ben may be done. Like, Eli Manning has left. So to see a lot of these quarterbacks who were championship quarterbacks or or really great quarterbacks in our era, it's the end of an era. Like Drew Brees leaving is, you know, Peyton Manning is gone. So that was kind of tough for me just seeing all that. But, like, to get into the Bucs-Saints game, I don't know how y'all felt about it. The Bucs came to play. 
I, I can't take away from anybody because Brady didn't have the greatest game. But literally everybody else on that team had played the game of their life from the Bucks defense to the rest of the offensive players. Fournette and Ronald Jones played great in that game. Their offensive line was bullying the Saints. Like, they just – outside of saying Brady had a great game, the Bucks played magnificent. And like I said, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but that's what I got from that game was the Bucks played magnificent. I'm going to give them their credit. Um, who else? The, the Bills, the Bills ain't ready for the Chiefs. I'm going to throw that out there. As They're not ready for the Chiefs. Their defense stifled a limited Baltimore offense. So anybody who – I'm not saying the Bills don't have a chance, but they're not going to beat the Chiefs. I'll put it like that. So if me saying that definitively is saying they don't have a chance against the Chiefs, unless Mahomes doesn't play what he's going to play, they don't have a chance. Uh, the Packers are going to beat the Bucks. you know, just to throw my prediction in that. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's on another level right now. Um, I feel like all of us can agree on that. Aaron Rodgers he always, is on another He always looks like that the week before he loses, though. I mean, in all honesty, I don't mean that as a joke. If you look mm-hmm. at the week, like every year in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, the week before he loses, you're like, there's no way this guy's losing. That's that's all I'm saying. It's It's, it's the truth. Yeah, but I just it's just Aaron Rodgers has kind of been on another level all season. For like 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, but the past <laughs> couple of years he's been battling injuries and people try and count him out. You know, even coming into the draft, the drafting his replacement. We knew he wouldn't be replaced this year, but just the the, the getting prepared to possibly not see Aaron Rodgers in a, in a Green Bay uniform anymore. And then he comes out with what should be the MVP season. I mean, in my eyes, Rodgers should win the MVP. Mahomes is two on that list, but I have to give it to Rodgers um, just because through I want to say adversity and limited weapons that he has. He, he kind of makes his weapons outside of Devontae Adams. We know Aaron Jones is a really good running back, but, you know, you have – you know, Mahomes has all his weapons. So Robert Tonyan is no Travis Kelsey. As good as he's been this year, he's no Travis Kelsey. So I, I just got to give the MVP to Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, on the other end, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, you know, anything is possible. That's, that's just – that's got to be the model for that game. Anything is possible. They I don't even say that Henny name. In. I don't even want to talk about, yeah, this, I this, talk about Chad Henny. <laughs> I hate to – Jeff, you know, with no, me, I hate to no. say more than you, it's me. But, I mean, no. he came in and he did what he was supposed to do to make sure that team got that win. And that gutsy run that he had, that's one of those – I'm gonna sure. put the team on my back, and I'm gonna put yeah. I'm gonna put myself in a and it was a dangerous position. He could have slid, but he knows. I feel, I feel like that's the IQ move where once you give your body up in a QB slide is where the ball goes, and it wasn't gonna be enough for a first down. Where it was a veteran move, and it was Since a great. Do, to dodge we give it Chad any credit? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing right now? I'm sorry, I have to. Because Cruz, you gotta I, put a stop to this. Cruz Mike, Cruz Mike, Cruz Mike, Cruz Mike, 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 he yeah, came in, but, was a backup quarterback. But yeah. he came in and he did Not what he was supposed to Buffalo do. <laughs> no, but he came in and did what he was supposed to do, hold it down. Mahomes is going to play this week. So I just think from a divisional standpoint, I don't think anybody is surprised 
by the four teams left. Y'all might be, y'all might have had different predictions, but I don't think you're surprised by seeing the Bucks, the Packers, and Chiefs and Bills, especially nah. since I think a lot of people yeah. had the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC. And then once the playoffs was about to start, you know, Couch Coach Rob, I know y'all are huge Washington fans, so you definitely didn't want to see the Bucks there. But it wasn't a realistic, it wasn't an unrealistic thought to think that the Bucks could be in the NFC Championship playing the Packers. So, you know, I think yeah. with the division around, nobody should be surprised with the four teams that are left. And I just, I can't wait to see what's going to happen because I think these are two games that I think they're going to put on the show, both games. I think yeah. these are going to be tight-knit, down to the wire, NFL, uh, conference championship classics. Like, I think these are going to go down. These are evenly matched from the Bucks, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, that Bills defense against the Chiefs offense. Um, can, can the Chiefs defense even hypothetically slow down the Bills offense? Because that's the thing. The Bills have a high-powered offense also. So it's, just, it's so many questions going into this conference championship. But it was a great yeah. divisional weekend, you know. You could yeah. kill a lot of players, you know. We could do that. But it was just, it was great football this weekend and not as high scoring as I thought it would be. Yeah. So before we get Rob's take, I got my guy in the building. What up, Steven? What's up, fellas? Breaking the game. Steven, you're supposed to be working. Bro, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> comics ain't going to read themselves, man. Bro, I've been reading circles around you right hey, now, hey, I'm just going to yeah. say. Hey, Jeff, Jeff needs help, ain't as lenient. As <laughs> yeah. right so, so, Rob, your thoughts on Divisional Weekend? Uh, two big things. One, um, Chad Henney, he, he played all of, what, six downs to, to close out the game? I yep. mean, are we really going to expect him nope. to do that against a Bills defense? Nope. No, given no, you're right. Right. So so that if if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, Bills are essentially a shoe in, in my opinion. Still a good really offense, uh, still a really good offense. I give you that. But the thing that Patrick Mahomes brings to that team is is something that is not measurable. It, it's you can't you can't see it in in tape you don't see it at the combine it's just something different with that dude he is that dude now given i still think the bills are going to win either even if Patrick mahomes is in the game but that that's for another that's for a later time um my big thing that i took away from this weekend was one it it i i didn't tear up but i got close watching drew Brees walk off the field mm. Doing, you know, blowing the kisses to the fans, blowing the kisses to his family, just something tells you that was his last game that we will ever see him play, and it's honestly sad because, like Mo said, these are these are the era. This is the era of the guys that people like myself and him grew up, and Stephen grew up watching the Breeze, the Roethlisberger, the the Breeze, the Roethlisbergers. You Manning. know, Rivers, Manning, Manning. you know, eventually Brady's going to hang it up too. And it's just, it's, these are all the guys that we grew up watching. The reason we watch the game and it's, it's I wish sad. I grew up watching them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> got my class of 83 right That's another yeah, thing yeah. that. Jeff watched that, the first Manning play football. <laughs> that's something that, that popped into my head that this, for us, this is like, the older generations, class of 83, the Marinos and all them, seeing them come up in the league. And it's just, it's a sad time. It, it really is. And hopefully Brady hangs it up soon so Chris can 
you know, yeah. go on to something else and talk the about the Giants. Man. So yeah, yeah. They go back to being a Giants fan. One other thing I did realize yeah. this weekend, I I despise, I absolutely hate the fumble out of the back of the end zone mm-hmm. resulting ah. in a touchback for the other team. Yeah. I've never it. hated it as much as I hated it this weekend for the Browns. Now, given I don't know if the Browns still would have won that, if they would have, no. you know, gone to win that game. I don't know. But the fact that that is even a rule, we, we got we gotta we gotta yeah. get yeah, we gotta fix it. Yeah. But we go we're gonna talk Tom about cries every game. Just yeah, we're gonna <laughs> talk about Drew Brees in the next frame. So we'll save all our eulogy for, for Drew Brees on the next on the next go round. So Steven, your yes, thoughts sir. on the divisional round. Oh man, I mean, first off, I'm wearing the hat of uh my beloved Rams team and they suffered defeat and you know it it, it it it's just crazy to me how much I have to get explained how my quarterback isn't as bad as I think that he is from fans no, of I think you've, I think other teams. Crazy, I think McVay's not even on board anymore. I'm just saying, like, I get told by people who aren't even Rams fans that don't watch this dude as much as I do, <laughs> like, how much I should really, like, stop being as critical as I am on him. And it blows my mind, like... Dude had like 170 yards passing and a single touchdown, and people are like, "He played great." I'm like, "All right, you know, maybe <laughs> great for his standard, but like, is that really like the level of greatness?" I mean, if so, then someone please just tell me. But you know, it was sad to see my Rams go out the way that they did. Um, you know, I was happy to see the Bills advance. You know, the Packers. You know, good for them. It just, if one, it just feels like it's this is Rogers' year. It just feels that way, and feels I like that every year before he loses. Well, no, I'm saying like I've never felt like it's been his year more so than this year. Like I've never been one to say like this just feels like you know a Rod's year. Like this year really does feel that way to me. You know the AFC, it could go the way that you guys are saying. I just wanted to say something real quick, and you guys can say limited numbers and all that. I just want to throw this out there. I'm not saying that Chad Henning is going to lead this team to a win. But on the season, he's 28 of 38. That's like 74% on on the season. 248 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And that's on 38 attempts. So, I mean, it's, you know, say what you want about the sample size or whatever. But, I mean, in the system, he's shown to be adequate at running that offense, right? So, we'll see. Like, this is... This is going to be kind of like a smaller version of like, was it Brady or was it Belichick leading this team to success? You know, like the Henning coming in here could make this a whole new debate that we're going to start hearing on daytime sports debate shows. You know, is it the weapons or is it Mahomes? You know, I mean, like Henning could come in and have that sort of a game potentially. I'm not going to, I don't want it to be that, but I could definitely see that happening. And you guys are shaking your head. I think it's because you could see that happening too. I think it's because I we've mean, watched, I think we've watched Chad Henning uh, play football. Yeah. So you saw him complete, so you saw him complete 74% of watched, his passes. Uh, it's in the Elevast uh, interception in the fourth quarter. That but Steven, I don't. I don't disagree I'll, I'll with wait Steven. My turn, but no. I don't I just want to say real quick, I don't disagree with Steven. If you just I listen do. to what he's saying, is is and Jeff, yours comes from a very hateful place. <laughs> in more ways than one. Miami. <laughs> Miami. More, he was in Miami. Miami. I will explain exactly. myself. And, and, time okay, right. but, but what I'm saying is what with what, what, what Steven is saying, it's not bro, Tad Henney is gonna go in there. He's a Steven veteran. Like, I don't, and that's he's, for he, he's surrounded. By a lot of talent, we do mm-hmm. have to think about 
Mahomes most talent elevates. he's probably ever been surrounded by. Right, and Mahomes oh, elevates. Mahomes elevates the talent around him. Yep. So Mahomes, I think, makes Tyreek Hill question whether he could be the top three receiver in the NFL right now. Mahomes elevates Travis Kelsey as great as he is. He'd be great anywhere. But, like, Travis Kelsey in a couple of years might have an argument for the greatest tight end of all time. Everybody can say what they want. Look at his numbers. What is he's happening first, tonight? Listen, all I'm saying, Mahomes <laughs> is doing that. He's the first tight end to ever have five straight thousand-yard uh, thousand yard seasons. So yeah, he's I'm good. not saying he's the GOAT right now. That means really something. Is, that means he would be great, right, and he would be great anywhere, but Mahomes elevates but he's a receiver. legit greatness. So to think that that talent around him couldn't elevate him to instead of being like a, a, a backup – to a competent starter would be kind of crazy to me to think that all that talent that we have in this Tyree Kills the top five receiver. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the game. Um, you know, their running game is, is ridiculous. With no Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they still have a great running game. You know, we could question their defense all we want, but as far as offensive weapons go, those guys could step up next week against the Bills or this week against the Bills and elevate Chad Henney's level. Who don't have, yeah. like, a world-beater defense. Yeah. Like, they have a passable defense, yeah. but it's not a world-beater defense. I mean – But they do have a defense that works good against Henney, like, just right. like against Lamar, like guys that – guys that That's don't not the play. same – yeah, but the way that you know, the way the they play the scheme and the way they watch the, I'm right. telling you, Chad Henney is an interception thrower. The Bills thrive on that. It's a bad matchup. Right. I and, mean, and we'll, we'll see, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not saying that. I don't, really, this, I don't think Henney's going to play, is he? Yeah, I don't think so. And the thing, like we so. talked about that that fourth quarter interception that that could have ruined this game. We got to mm-hmm. remember that too. He threw an ill-advised um, interception in the fourth quarter in the, in, in the um in the red zone, not in the red zone, but in the end zone. But but yeah. but that's that. the difference is we're killing Henny. He, that was a terrible well, pass. I'm going to be honest. I was wondering what he was doing. <laughs> so, like, wait, wait. I don't, all right. So hang on, right, hang on, hang on, right, hang on, right, hang on. I don't know what's hang, happening. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn this into a chatting debate. All I was saying is that he could come in and potentially have a good game and it could potentially lead to another sort of discussion. So I, that was one part of it, right? I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying if imagine if he does come in. You know what I mean? It it could turn into, is it Mahomes making this offense successful or is it the other way around? But I digress. You know, we'll save that. That sounds like this is going to be a debate for another show. So. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So we'll get part farther. Since you have, you have, um, um, Henny, Henny. I'm not talking uh, about that oh, Henny anymore. Oh, I can oh, say that. Michigan, man. You so saved you, all you, that for my take. You yeah. dealt with him as a rival and also as a former Miami Dolphin. Yeah, I got no time for Chad Henney. Like, Chad <laughs> Henney plays against the Bills. They lose. Yeah, yeah. The, take the, away from this weekend, from the, the previous Chiefs, weekend. The Chiefs won their last eight games, which they won, but they win them by four points. If you can't tell me Chad Henney's four points, not more than four points worse than Mahomes, like you're crazy against the Bills. Like, I'm not That's having Mahomes. Yeah, I'm not having Chad Henney discussion, but uh, no, no. <laughs> it was just an average uh, divisional weekend. It really wasn't that great. Uh, you yeah, know, I didn't all, feel it either. Like, it was another one of those, like, like I said the other day to you guys, like, the game ended, and now everybody's mad because of penalties that didn't get called. Let me tell you, as someone that lives with Cleveland fans, if they were on the other end of that penalty and it got called, they would not. They would. They would be mad that it got called. Like there's no. When it comes to this helmet, the helmet stuff. First of all, and, and Brian Hartline tweeted it out. If, <laughs> if it's not fourth down, you do not stretch for the pylon at 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 and, and risk fumbling through the end zone because I don't care. 
what anybody thinks about the rule, it is a rule. It is what it right. is. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be like if we were sitting right. here going, they need to stop calling face masks. Well, that's next year. This year, like you don't reach for the pylon when, when your team's going to be uh, first and goal at the inch line. So right. I, I don't want like right. Like I don't. I'm not saying Higgins is terrible or anything, but he messed up. Like every that, that you just don't yeah. do that. So as far as that, I'm just putting that to bed. Like that's you know Cleveland yeah. played all right. That's no, true. Kansas City yeah. won. The play yeah. call by Andy Reid was awesome. Totally respect it. That was a cool play call. Chad Henney's run was awesome. Um, yeah. And that's it. Uh, as far as the Saints game, Drew Brees just can't throw the ball anymore. Like yeah, I did. And Roethlisberger both, man. He, yeah, he was yeah. the NFC's Roethlisberger in that game. It, it, was, just, it was awful. I, I didn't need to see that again in 20 degrees in Green Bay. That that game would have got out of Thank hand. Brees. Uh, <laughs> not Patriots. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Patriots. Gulf Coast Patriots. Patriots. Beach Patriots. Built a team all year, and they they are at. You know they are peaking at the right time, and they look good. Uh, Devin White is, is Devin White is my second yeah. favorite player to Fred Warner right now. The guy has played lights out for Fred you know, weeks. Just just love watching them play. They were a faster, more aggressive team. Like I never thought that that even though that team, that game was in danger. You take out the first of all, first of all, okay, quick time time out here. Um, yeah. If you're playing the Saints and they put Jameis Winston in at, at wide receiver, <laughs> there, there's the outside chance that he's going to throw the ball, and you don't cover the guy running the streak. So anyway, like Luke touchdown should have never happened. They got uh, like a ninety-five percent, <laughs> right? But it's like a ninety-five packages in the whole league. Yeah, but it is yeah. like it's like a ninety-ninety-seven percent chance. Yeah. chance. Jameis lines up at wide receiver. He he's might throw the ball. ball. He's Especially not the most them. athletic guy. Like in this case, of him, you don't even want to run the ball. But James yeah. isn't athletic he's, enough he's, to respect. He's his like a he's like team. a younger Chad Henney. He, he reminds me of <laughs> Chad Henney. So, uh, yeah. So Jared, our, my bad, Jeff. No, no, no. That's it. I was going to say the oh, Packers, okay. Packers did look very good. Done, Jeff. My point is the Packers <laughs> look very good every time before they lose, and then everybody's like, "I didn't see this coming." Like that's, uh, that's yeah. how they are. So go ahead, Jared. Let, Jared. Except for oh, when they won the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> uh, so, so, so many points to go over in so little time. Uh, so <laughs> Mo, Mo brings up a great point there. If it's Taysom Hill there, like you, you have to defend the idea that he's going to be there for a catch. It, everyone knew Jameis was going to throw that. I, I don't know why Tampa's defense was like that. But aside from that, I'm really glad more people were introduced to Devin White and Sean Murphy bunting this past week. And I have been high on those guys ever since Tampa drafted them. I am big fans of those guys. Devin Bush is the linebacker out of that draft class that gets the most credit, and and as he should. But Devin White is a very good linebacker, and I'm very glad more people took notice of him this past weekend. He, he's you great Tom, there. You can thank uh, Tom Brady for his success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, for getting the notoriety there. Uh, how dare you? Uh, on that one. Um, you know, what I find wild the most about that Tampa Bay and Saints game is the fact that if you look at Tampa Bay's stats – their leading receivers were Cameron Brait and Leonard Fournette. Like the fact that those two guys Other are the guys. two that beat you and not AB and Gronk and Godwin and, and Scotty yeah. Miller had a big catch in there. Like, yeah, the fact that Tampa won that game, I think Jeff said it best. They're peaking at the right time, which was always going to be the case with thinking they would at least make it to the NFC championship game. They got to peak at the right time and that's what they're doing. Uh, I look over in the AFC I'll just get to Steven's point, like what he was saying before, really quick. Um, here's why I don't think it will end up being a debate between whether it's the weapons or Mahomes. 
is because that we saw before Patrick Mahomes took over a better quarterback than Chad Henney and Matt Moore, the other backup quarterback in Kansas City. So they just love those old Miami quarterbacks for some reason. <laughs> um, like we saw before Patrick Mahomes took over, Alex Smith, that last season before Mahomes, everyone was praising. Everyone was saying he became so good. Everyone was saying, I remember that year, it was legitimate conversation. People were saying, Alex Smith, dark horse MVP. Then he gets traded to Washington. And it's like a lot of people were questioning Andy Reid, except everyone in that organization, like this guy knows what he's doing, especially that defense who had to go against Mahomes. Like, no, 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 no. Trust it. This guy that's about to start is pretty good. Like the reason why it's not going to be a debate between Mahomes, was it Mahomes or the weapons was because we already saw a pretty good quarterback do with those weapons. Alex Smith had Tyreek Hill. Alex Smith had Travis Kelsey. They never got to the AFC championship game. They never got this far. I and, just want to say though and that the, like and they do debate it currently game. already. Like but, if it you should, but that shouldn't be. Like should, it, it can be both. The thing is things. it can be both. Yeah, it can be the weapons and it can be Mahomes is just yeah. so good. I agree with like, you. Kelsey and Hill are so good. That's why uh, this is why I agree, I agree with you on one point, Stephen. I actually think there's an, a, still a chance Kansas City beats Buffalo because of Hill and Kelsey. That's how good they are. It has nothing to do with the quarterback. It all has to do with those guys. But at the yeah. same time, we saw what those guys did without Mahomes. And they had very good seasons with Alex Smith. Two of uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, five straight thousand-yard seasons came with Alex Smith. But his career highs came with Mahomes. Tyreek mm -hmm. Hill was an amazing receiver with Alex Smith. But his career highs came with Mahomes. Like it, it can be that. both. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't think it'll come anywhere. It, it shouldn't come anywhere near the whole Brady Belichick thing. Because if you just and this is as simple as just look at the stats. They're here. They're already here without Mahomes. They they take it up to an even higher level with him. So that's yeah. all I got to say. And last little note: NFC battle of the old quarterbacks, Rodgers, Brady. AFC Allen versus. We hope we hope Mahomes. it's Mahomes. Like A young Henny. Yeah. yeah. No, I bet that. Couch yeah. coach, real quick, but before you go, yeah. can I can I just get jerked? Because as great as he is with all this stuff, it's gonna mean a lot to me personally. Jerk, can you just go ahead and basically you agree with me that Mahomes elevates those guys yeah. a lot. Like yeah. they're great, but Mahomes elevates them. To, to literally greatness. Well, like, who else here is disagreeing? Who else here is disagreeing with that though? No, Nobody. no, no, no. no. Nobody's okay. disagreeing Nobody. with that statement. Like, okay. Stephen, trust me, you and me are most of the time, ninety-eight percent of the time, are on the same page. But two percent. I'm just though. saying. Yeah, that two percent can get dicey. <laughs> but 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 with Jerk, it's just but my Jerk come and the way he come with it. I just want to hear that. I'm glad he agrees with me. I like it just means a lot that I'm on the same page as Jerk. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just soaking up the moment that Jerk making me all better people. Jerk making me a better person. I'm Jerk is my home. So uh, making too, me a better person. Ah, that's too much praise. That's too much praise. I like it. Oh, I am man. not that any. I don't know. You can't. <laughs> No home sounds better though. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, and no to home. prove and and it's funny to prove Jerry's point. Like essentially, that's how essentially Alex Smith was in San Francisco, where he was a great quarterback, and then Colin Kaepernick put them into the Super Bowl because of just his dynamic, um, dynamic play. But you're right, Jerry. Essentially, because Patrick Mahomes is a is a different guy. He's just one. Of, he just he's that guy. And like you can tell, like there is a precipitous drop. 
when he's not in the game because that game shouldn't have been nowhere near the closeness of that game. It was because of just favorite quarterback, the the Michigan man, the Michigan man. So we got to eliminate the M. But um, yeah, that's gonna be um, that's and like to your point. Then also, um, like you said. Now we have like the old the vets in the NFC, which is funny to think. Like we got Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, the History and, Channel classic, and, right? And, and we're not even playing in a Super Bowl. We're playing, we're playing in our conference championship. That's great. So that's another thing where you think about how much of a treat. Even last week with Breeze and Brady, which we always envisioned that was going to be a Super Bowl one of these days, yeah. end up being a divisional round, which is crazy. <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills are for real. Uh, they are like they're legit, and I'm surprised no one is really. Uh, um, so let me rob. So do you still um um t- your take as far as Lamar Jack still going to be like a like a bum in five years? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what? Wow. I gotta stick with wow. it at this point. I mean, you don't wow. have to. You don't have to because I mean, now he like you can, you can come to your senses if you really want to. A lot can happen. A lot can happen in the next five years. Like he could but get I better. Mean, right, he could he be. Better. You're right. He could be. He can, he can and win I've, and I've said, I hope I am wrong about that because he, he is a tremendous yeah. athlete and a great. <laughs> right. He, he's, he's a good runner. I hope I'm wrong about it. Get him a receiver. Get him a receiver. That was the game. That was the game. Yep. We so give him more credit to Chad Henney than Lamar hey, Jackson tonight. And you know what's so funny? And this is the most point. Because funniest is funniest is kept. That's all they're missing. And that's yep. really what Buffalo yep. is. Essentially, if they didn't get Stephon Diggs, it'd be the same situation. They're that's literally they're like trading places. This is this is like Eddie Murphy and what's what's um Dan Aykroyd. Dan at all, oh, dude. Love <laughs> yeah. that movie, by the way. Thank you yeah. for that. Thank so, you. Hey, so my essentially, thing is, yeah. Uh, my, my, my only thing with Rob, with Rob is <laughs> with his take about Lamar Jackson, I will concede to him that he could be correct. Oh my if goodness. the Ravens get him a receiver, and he still looks like the minimized quarterback. But the thing is, he was MVP field, without a receiver. You're you're right, but the, it's, he's so dynamic. He's, he's he bound to have a great year. He needs yeah, another one saying, though. He, he can yeah. elevate off of that MVP season. What I'm saying is, I will say I will start looking that Rob could be right. I still won't say, oh, yeah. Rob's right, but Rob could be right. But there's there's let's say they go get Julio Jones and Lamar can't do anything or throwing the ball to a guy like Julio. Or Godwin, or just get him a receiver better. I was gonna start catching Brown, the ball though. Who, uh, Hollywood Brown, who's like a one one trick pony. He's if, not, they, yeah. if, if they go get him a really good receiver, he doesn't have to be a top receiver. I don't expect him to have a DeAndre Hopkins, but you get him a top ten to twelve receiver on his team, and he still looks very minimized in the pocket. Looks like he can't make those throws. Then it would be interesting that Rob could be right, but their offensive scheme is based on they don't have a killer at receiver. You you, you right. expect Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed to do something. That's Hollywood, the problem. Hollywood Brown, your second or third best receiver on any. If Sneed is your second, oh, and he and and he even said that he Hollywood Brown even said that the other other night. Like that's so. That's to teams. me. To me. That's red flags. Like to me, even even your own personnel is telling you we need more. How many how many yeah. touchdowns does Hollywood Brown have if he plays for Kansas City and a healthy Mahomes? I'm being honest here. 
I mean, he would probably have. He probably have option. eight, six, he, to eight. But, but he would be a, the first option. He'd be the, the third board. option. No, he go to the Rams. He's the third option. Well, if he go to Chief it doesn't fit Lamar. The ball to the Rams. See, I'm well, the, I don't think Lamar needs the number one. I think he needs two ooh. or three number threes and number twos running around. I think he needs the guys like, like unclogging the middle and, and keeping the linebackers on us. If that's what I but think. Lamar, Lamar but that's gonna arm strength. Like my thing with Lamar yeah. is because his best receiver is Hollywood Brown. In, right. Well, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking everybody more receivers. But I think I would I, say Mark Andrews is his best receiver. But he's tight end. But you evaluate. Right. You evaluate all our teams, Jerk, I know you're not really. And Mark Andrews is actually the best tight end in the but, league. Yeah. But yeah. But to your point, end. that's gonna that would help. That's gonna That'd open up everybody. So when you got Willie Sneed and you got Hollywood Brown caught. With a number one, that's gonna open up everything. Like what, like we were talking about with Buffalo. Exactly. You see how Cole Beasley is doing his thing. I'm sorry, and John Mom. Brown. Close your, because close your ears. Because Cole, <laughs> Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley and John Brown are two. What team did he used to play for? <laughs> with, uh, 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 yeah, that's why I said close your ears. Uh, 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 <laughs> but Cole Beasley and John Brown will be very successful alongside a number one receiver. Hit Stephon Diggs. My point yeah. is Hollywood Brown. He's the Ravens' best receiver, regardless of what we think. We could say the tight end, but Mark Andrews isn't really a. He's I like how Jeff subtly end. threw in a hot take that Mark Andrews is the best tight end. In yeah, out of his passes out of the slot. I'm just, it's but just measure Hollywood Brown on all our teams. You play him on the Rams, he's the third option. You play him on the Cowboys, he's the fourth option. You play him on the on, on the football team, Washington. He's second, maybe third option. Like it comes down to that. It's like he's not your if he's your best, he's not a number one receiver. The yeah, Rams think, have you know what I'm saying? Good. Like you start measuring and like you look at okay, we can talk about Jared Goff, but the point is if Hollywood Brown goes at We're Robert not. Woods and we Cooper Cole, Cooper <laughs> are both <laughs> Hollywood Chad Brown. Henning. Like that's yeah. kind of my point. I wish he was chatting. The Ravens could go get Robert Woods and be okay. Imagine him under could McVay. Go get Cooper Cup oh and be okay. Like that's kind of my thing. Yeah. They got two receivers. Robert Woods or Cooper Cup could be your number one receiver, and as long as you got a strong two or three, which is what the Rams have, you could be okay. Lamar Jackson would be okay if Robert Woods is his best receiver. Like that's my point. You don't need a top three to four receiver, but Woods you need a guy better than Hollywood Brown. But but 100%. if you're but that's just kind of committed my point. to that. You know, a guy like that. that. You're tied into that run game. You got to find that blend like San Francisco has, and that's why you got to yeah. you got to get guys like San Francisco has. You don't need you don't need number one receiver. Well, Brown is Samuel like that. Debo and Brown are the same cat. Just saying. Yeah. Then they need they need OC. No, no, Steve, with me now. There's no way that you think Hollywood Brown and Debo Samuel are the same cat. They're the same cat. They're the same type of receiver. Yeah. Meow. That's it. Small shit. But why why so why are we why are we I'm sorry, Holly Brown stays healthy, excuse me. Why are we putting uh, Patrick Mahomes on this pedestal saying, Yeah, he has great receivers, but he makes them better, but yet we're giving Lamar Jackson an hour. Right, we're falling right? down a dangerous wormhole. Yeah, we see we yeah, you look you done took a two damn fall. Like we was having a pointless conversation and Rob about to bring the light the fact that we're having a pointless <laughs> right. conversation. I'm just asking. Like, like, I'm just asking. Y'all are making right. every single excuse for Lamar Jackson. Well, no, no, topic, please, well, what excuse? I, I, I thought he did fine. I'm not 
I wish my team would win a playoff. Well, yeah. He's, a, he's I mean, still a really literally, good quarterback. Right? He's still because a good quarterback. Because essentially, if it wasn't winning his quarterback out of his draft class. Right. In 2018 limited weapons. Yeah. That's all we're saying. And he's the best quarterback? Yes, he is. I said he's the winningest. I said in he's the, the winning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now we got to remember there are, there are two different draft classes. That's what, I think that's what a lot of people get confused about. A lot of people get confused. Lamar's twenty four, just yeah. and right. just played his third playoff game. Whenever Lamar's, no, Lamar's still younger than Joe Burrow. That's crazy. He's the Correct. only quarterback from his draft class that we are basing uh, that we're judging him off winning at this point. We're not going to judge Josh Allen off of this for two, three more years. We're not going to judge Baker off this for a few more years. Oh heaven Sam, forbid! Sam, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, Lamar is the only guy from his draft class that we have put. We're on friends this again. I never not been your friend, bro. Samuel started pushing me away man <laughs> but I'm, yeah so uh, I mean. all right so <laughs> since we have been we have been well rob has been dumping on uh quarterbacks so we're gonna actually give drew Brees <laughs> some flowers as we Thank all you. we kind of alluded to earlier that we all thinking more than likely it'll be his last um game jay glazer reports everybody's pretty much essentially even before you know the reports that um looks like drew Brees' last game was on sunday so, Jerg, I'm going to go with your thoughts on just Drew Brees, um, your thoughts on just his career and just, you know, your personal feelings about Drew Brees. I mean, I, uh, a lot of you guys alluded to it earlier. Like, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. This is one of the most prolific passers the game has ever seen. He, Drew Brees is one of the guys that has set the standard now to if your completion percentage is not in the 67 to 72% range, you're considered an inaccurate quarterback. He is one of the guys that has changed the math on how we have to judge a quarterback based off of passing. Uh, he is like, like, I don't think it can be doubted. Like in terms of passing, how good he was like so many years of his prime were wasted on bad new Orleans saints teams because the defense could never get it. Like in the mid 2010s, there was like a three to four year stretch where that team was somewhere from seven, seven and nine to nine and seven year in and year out. Mm -hmm. And it was not because of drew Brees; It was because that he statistically had the worst defense in the league for three, four straight years. After don't put don't put Chris's comment up. Don't put his comment up. After Ooh. Bounty Gate and all that. Um, but <laughs> anyway, but, but in terms of in terms of the end of his career, like I, I know a lot of people are trying to eulogize it. Like, I, am I the only one that wasn't surprised with how he played? Like, I, I think this uh, when it comes to top tier athletes, you know, co um, confidence is the last thing to go, and the mirror is the last thing to know. Like, we have tried to hold Breeze up on a pedestal the last three years where since 2018 it's obvious he wasn't he wasn't the same in terms of his arm strength now accuracy is a different story in terms of getting the ball down the field it almost hurt like i'm hearing people say it almost hurt to see him try to throw the ball downfield the last few years and the fact that tampa took advantage of it it, it was just the culmination of what we've seen the last few years and you know, I'm sorry that it, yet another heartbreak for him. I feel for the guy. You know, when you're a, a super competitive athlete, you want to finish out on top if you can. But we don't always get the storybook endings. We dramatize the storybook endings. We romanticize them because they make us feel good. Ray Lewis, Michael Stranahan, guys like that winning the Super Bowl in their last three games. John Elway, et cetera, et cetera. But that happens like less than hey, two percent of the time. 
Yeah, Peyton, that happens less than 2% of the time. We need to understand that sometimes at the end of the day, it's going to be a nightmare scenario for these guys. And Drew Brees, it ends with three interceptions. Big Ben ended with four interceptions, likely the last two games of those careers, sadly. And the Saints, I'll just leave it at this, New Orleans, $100 million over the cap space next season. Good luck with that. So, Jeff, man, your thoughts on the former Purdue quarterback that we remember. Yeah, no, no, he, he, yeah, he, he broke my heart one time. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> get that. But, but honestly, he was just like, and, it, and it's easier for me because, like, I'm older than Drew Brees. Like, it, it, so it, it actually does make it easier. But, like, he just had one of the greatest careers in uh, NFL history. I always admired the way he, he played within his size and within the system. Like, uh, you know, he, we're talking about a six foot tall quarterback yep. who is the all time leading yards, right? Like that that doesn't that doesn't compute in today's the way he turned around New Orleans, that team, the energy that he brought. And you guys know this, like there were certain nights, like there might be a random Monday night game of the year. And it was the funnest thing you ever saw was Drew Brees and Meacham and those guys, you know, absolutely. They only did a few weeks ago. They did it with Kamar, man, with the six touchdowns. Like, I just I just remembered it was a lot of fun. Uh, He had surprising hops. Like when he jumped over the pile for those goal line touchdowns, like crazy hot. He could dunk. A lot of people don't know that. Drew Brees can dunk. But, um, yeah, just a lot of fun, man. Like I don't – you know, he had a great career. He gets to walk out, you know, literally walk out, not carried out on a stretcher. Um, Yeah, everything's good, man. Nobody will forget that Super Bowl, uh, you know, know, holding his baby in his arm and a confetti. Like good for Drew Brees. Great career. I enjoyed watching it. You know, thanks, man. Yeah. Steven, your thoughts on the uh, on Drew Brees? I'm gonna try to keep it light since Jerg just like you know threw salt in the wound in his take <laughs> on, on Drew Brees and the Saints. Uh, you know, I remember when he was leaving um, San Diego. Used to be right the Chargers, and mm-hmm. I don't. You know, it was crazy that you know they turned the team over to Philip Rivers. You know, Brees comes over to New Orleans, wins the Super Bowl. You know, and, and the at, after you know the traumatic hurricane Katrina, you know, and you know, it, you couldn't write a better story other than after, you know, that tragedy happened in that community that he comes in and, you know, leads this team under a great head coach and, uh, you know, wins the Super Bowl. It's just phenomenal. You know, you look at his career numbers, this sounds like a lot, right? Like he threw for, you know, 80,358 yards. And like, even though that sounds like a lot, we're, we're just, you know, like filthy Americans and like, we don't compute, you know, yards. So if we were to convert this into miles, he threw for, he threw for 45 miles. That's from where I live. And, you know, right at the border of the Florida, Georgia line to St. Augustine, Florida, like he threw a football from here to St. Augustine, Florida. And that's just nuts. Uh, you know, just super accurate, you know, he's the template for your underrated quarterbacks. Like Baker Mayfield is supposed to come in and be Drew Brees. Good luck, right? Like, um, and thank you, Trey Faulkner. I said you, you know, about a hundred times. I, you know, I, I know. So I appreciate you picking up on that. So Drew Brees is just a phenomenal quarterback, and he's had an incredible career. And I couldn't be happier to see him have some sort of success in the NFL. Unfortunately, he did go out in a unceremonious manner. I hope that Roethlisberger looks at that and takes a page out of that book because, you know, you can have a successful career in on a sour note and people still feel happy for you at the end of it. Yeah. Rob, has he ever won a league MVP? 
I don't think so. No, no, no he hasn't. So I I I saw Jeff cover his ears earlier when uh, Stephen alluded to him leaving at the at the time of San Diego Chargers. Can you imagine how different Jeff's life would be right now if he had a couple Super Bowls, you know, with Drew Brees? Because for those, you know, Drew Brees was on essentially on his way to Miami, but the team was scared mm-hmm. of his his shoulder injury. Um, mm-hmm. that was that he got on a meaningless play on the last, you know, the last game while he was in San Diego. He got hurt um, in a football too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But. With yeah. Drew Brees, like like Steven said, he he was basically the start of this whole trend of hey, let maybe shorter quarterbacks can do something. He's listed at six feet, you know, typical probably quarterback, not <laughs> probably not that tall. Um, typical quarterbacks, yeah, typical <laughs> quarterbacks usually about six three, six five, you know, something like Big Ben, uh, Philip Rivers, stuff like that. But to come in at six We're feet and be the most prolific passer in the history of our game. And to do it year in and year out, despite injuries, is the 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 true embodiment of an underdog. Coming out of Purdue, obviously they said he was too small, got hurt in San Diego, turned around the city, uh, seen him that game, that very first Monday night game back in the back in the Superdome against Atlanta, um, when they ended up beating Atlanta, got that block punt, just seen him be a part of that, winning that Super Bowl. Like you said, holding his kid. That's all the stuff that we're, we're, when we look back in 5, 10, 15 years, we're not going to say, yeah, but he went out throwing three interceptions. We're not going to remember that. We're not going to care about that. But we're going to remember the 80,000 yards, the Super Bowl, the two additional Super Bowls he should have. One that he should. <laughs> two, I, I want to I say two that he should have had. Yeah. Uh, the Minneapolis miracle. His he should have he should have personally fired that DB. And then he was a rookie. Just saying. And Marcus Williams ball. That's yeah. yeah, like I said, Marcus he, Williams he's is is he's good D now. He's good DB. But now. at the well, moment, he needed, him, he needed him to be a good DB then and wrap up. The right. Hey, you know what everybody um, else say? Be up by more than a score. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody told me. If I was that's on true. That's true. Like, you should be winner by forty. Yeah, and then obviously the game a couple years ago against uh, Stevens Rams. I think I don't know what you're talking about. You know the devil. Correct, but um, obviously, yes. Thank you to Drew Brees for they wouldn't have held. They wouldn't have held New England to as few points as we did. They might have scored more, but they wouldn't have held them. (laughs) (laughs) They played great that night. Yeah, you're looking at a positive. I like that. I respect (laughs) that. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you to Drew Brees for showing us such, such a great career and. And for everything he's done for the league in that city of New Orleans. Yeah. I want to throw one quick yeah. audible, like, because we're all talking, like, discussing how Drew Brees went out with the three interceptions. Mm-hmm. And I, this is my personal opinion. That is a hundred times better than what Cleveland did down by six to the best team in the league and punting. Like, okay. yeah. you, you waited, you waited 20 years to get to the playoffs and you <laughs> punt with you, all you need, all you need is one drive to erase a hundred years of history. And you punt. So I just want to say, like, I Drew Brees went out. Like, he didn't throw it. Like, you know, you know, you guys know as well as I do. If that was week eight, Drew Brees wouldn't have thrown all three of those. Like, he tried some, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I would much rather my quarterback. Let's also talk about the fact that my man came up with half of his body broken a couple of That's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather my man try something than punt. 
Mm-hmm. Down by six. If I if I if at the beginning of the year I tell the Cleveland Browns, all right, you're going to be down by six in a divisional game against Kansas City Chiefs. It's fourth down. What do you do? They'd all be like, oh, we we would go for the win. Like, no, you punted. So yeah, <laughs> good for you, Breeze. Go, go ten interception before you punt. Yeah, and maybe that's because of the, 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 the Henny effect. But um, I'm gonna go to you. Go go with you first, Mo. I'm gonna go with you, Mo, about Drew Breeze. Sorry, Mo. <laughs> um, you know, I just, you know, I, I love every, everybody made good points. And it's one of those, bro, like, it's one of those times to appreciate greatness. And everybody brought up a point of where they appreciated Drew Brees' greatness. So there's never an argument with anybody's point on a, on appreciating his greatness. But for me, bro, I love Drew Brees. Like, I'm a big Cowboys fan. Everybody know that. You know, you guys are coming to know me over the past what? year <laughs> but you know I'm, I'm a big cowboys fan but like i've always loved drew Brees. um growing up like i always wanted to you know in our minds bro we're gonna be superstar athletes so like in my mind bro drew Brees was the guy i looked up to he was a six-foot quarterback i got told at a young age you know doctors were able to kind of predict how tall you're gonna be and i got told i'm gonna be anywhere between 510 and 62 so in my head bro i'm gonna be Drew Brees, like, you know, in my mind. So I always love Drew Brees. I always watch the Saints. I've been a big Drew Brees fan. Peyton Manning is also another guy I've loved as far as a quarterback. But it's just, bro, it's like one of these, this conversation is just a time to appreciate greatness and to realize that, yeah, Drew Brees, he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen of all time. Like, we can name the all-time quarterbacks. He's not the GOAT. But he's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever watched of all time, especially of this era. Like, you put him in the conversation with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. We know who's better, and we measure him there. But the fact of the matter is Drew Brees is still one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen play. And I just got to salute to Drew Brees if this is it, which I kind of hope it's it. The way he's played this year, um, besides the couple of weeks that he missed of injury, bro, this is it. Like, this should be it. And, and like Jerg said, it's not the storybook ending that we want to see greatness go out on. Like, we would love to see, you know, Manning went out on a Super Bowl. You know, Strahan went out and won in the championship. But everybody's not going to get that opportunity. But that doesn't mean it's not time to hang it up. And with Drew Brees' performance, it's time to hang it up. Let us appreciate how great you were as a quarterback and how great you were as a small quarterback. Like, he might go as the greatest, you know, and like Steven brought it up, bro, this is Drew Brees set the template of how we measure smaller yeah. quarterbacks, how we measure six-foot quarterbacks. We look at Baker Mayfield and think Drew Brees because we've seen a six-foot quarterback be great, so there's no reason you can't use your size as an excuse. But, you know, I love Drew Brees. I hope, you know, he goes on to continue to be successful in the next life. Um I just, I, I, I'm just a big fan of Drew Brees, bro. So it hurts that he had to go out that way. Uh, outside of my Cowboys, bro, the Saints have been the team I've always rooted for. And the big reason why is because they always have, for, for my lifetime, they've had a lot of Ohio State players on their team. And I always wish Ohio State players the greatest, bro. Like when they go somewhere else, I understand we have division rivalries, but I love Ohio State before anything else. So when I see Ohio State guys on other teams be great, I love I, I, I love to watch the team have success. And the Saints have been big, you know, with Michael Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore of current. 
Uh, you know, they had Von Bell at one point. We could go back to Will Smith, rest in peace. You Tag know, but they, it just take in, but it just seems like they've been big on Ohio State players. So that's been a reason why I've always watched the Saints. But I just hope Drew Brees yeah. calls it quits. You know, like Jerg said, bro, look, you're not going to go out on the storybook ending because if he comes back next year, I doubt the Saints win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? There's a lot of upside for a lot of teams to build. I, I think he goes to Miami for a year and uh, goes to the playoff. <laughs> yeah, but, but my biggest thing is just, bro, go out on your high horse. Your high horse is in Manning's yeah. where you rode out into the sunset on the Super Bowl. But just go out on your high horse where you have guys like us here appreciating your I'll greatness. say this, though. Peyton Manning looked way worse his last year than Drew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why when, yeah. when Mo said that, I was like, I understood what you were saying. Like, right, he, he, he did win. Was, we know that Peyton Manning wasn't the Peyton Manning that we, yeah, but we just saw defense last carried week. him. Yeah, his right, defense right, carried right. him to a Super Bowl. I understand that. But the Damn near carried him. <laughs> but, but man, right, he was right. right off in the sunset with winning a championship. Like he won the Super his him and his team oh won the Super boy. Bowl. He retired. That's just my thing with that is I would love to see Drew Brees. You know what, bro? Just call it quits. Let us appreciate your greatness. He's not a scrutinized quarterback. We don't kill Drew Brees for things he's done. And I think when Drew Brees Bowl, goes to the Rams, do they win the Super Bowl next year? Heck yeah, bring him my way. That's next possible. Year. My way. Now to be yeah. honest, my way. to Drew, be he's honest, gonna Jeff, he's gonna feel to good. He's gonna that idea. Team. Bring him to my way. That idea, Jeff, that's very possible. He's just but, hurt, man. He's, I'm telling you, his arms, he's just hurt. I don't want to see him happy, so it's not going to happen. I want him to keep complaining about Jared Goff. The same way y'all want to see me keep crying about the Cowboys, I want to see all your guys' teams, nothing but the worst. So I don't want to see Drew Brees in a Rams uniform and go in the Super Bowl because then that means – I'm just saying I'm, I don't go into every year back. saying that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Yeah. like you I don't. Right. Like, you right. I don't go in going saying the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Stop lying. Stop lying. on a two-game win streak. Like Ramsey, the Cowboys Jaylen, are going to the NFC Championship. Jalen Ramsey's the best defensive player on the Rams. There's a hot take for you. He's it's more a hot take. Hey, hey we it's saw it. He held that team together. A hot take. I saw it. It's saw not it. a hot take. Aaron, Aaron Donald had Bruce Bruce midsection. Right, I'm saying Ramsey hey, held it together like they right, had. But here's, I don't know about held it together. Yeah, he got, he yeah. got cooked. Hold on, but it happens. Here's a he here's a hot take it. for you, Jeff. Devontae Adams played really well. Jalen Ramsey is the best corner we've seen since Deion Sanders. There's a hot take for you. Jalen Ramsey wow. is the best corner we've seen since Deion Sanders. Yeah, this is not a good reaction. Right. Let's just stick with Drew Brees now. Just, just, yeah. just to throw it off a little bit. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey is the better yeah. corner we've seen since Deion Sanders. I don't know. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. What's in that I mean, he's only had, what, four five years. So let's kind of throw the thing right down. Possible, right? I tell you who's the best. Yeah, Errol Green. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's really back in, guys. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we talking about DBs now. I'm I'm now. I feel bad for you, yeah. Coach. You got a tough job. So <laughs> he's like, I ain't sending him oh, links. Oh yeah. So I, I got him. I'm, I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna put you in in the frame, Chris, and then I'm gonna talk about Drew Brees and get that squared away. So uh, with Drew, Drew Brees. Oh. Um, I'm going to take Tom. my headphones out. So, Tom, um, Tom Brady's yeah. biggest so, fan here. All right. All As right. a Giants so, fan. <laughs> so, um, my thoughts about Drew Brees, um, 
and it's funny to think, you know, you guys have made great points. Um, I think what's what's interesting about it all is, like you said, the template for other guys. And also a, a local guy here, a two-time Richard Town Dispatch player of the year, Russell Wilson. He was mm. the other guy who we thought about as far as a short quarterback that wasn't going to make it. But everybody looked at him and said, well, if Drew Brees made it, he did it. Um, and I just think looking at just – how influ- not influential, but just how Drew Brees kind of changed the NFL in more ways than one. Um, the whole situation, like with New Orleans, New Orleans, and Jeff, and that, Je- yeah, Jeff, you remember they used to be the Aints. If we talk about how bad yep. Cleveland was, this Brown was a downtrodden, bag. yeah, this was a downtrodden franchise. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought and, it up. I'm glad, you and, you and, right and this was on. a team literally they were going to move, like, there was really no business for them to be back in that. In that Superdome with the mess up roof and all that type of stuff, all that stuff, they were they were getting ready to go to Las Vegas essentially. Mm-hmm. So you know, <laughs> you think about the late, um the uh, Raiders going to Las Vegas, no, the Saints would have been there. And then you think about Drew Brees' situation in San Diego, where and it's funny because at first I thought he was going to outlive Philip Rivers in the inverse, which is very weird to, to think. That they got rid of him to kind of make room for the young guy, the NC State quarterback. <laughs> but yeah, but then just point. So now, Drew Brees was supposed it was on his way to Miami. Guess who was the quarterback at? Um, guess who was the coach at Miami? Close your ears, Jeff. Nick Saban. If, I guarantee you, if Nick Saban would have had a Drew Brees for 15 years, we'd have been talking about Brees. You know, we talk about Peyton and Brees. We would have been talking about Saban and Brees. Probably would have been playing for Miami. So I'm sorry, Jeff, to close your ears, but. Um, yeah, that's a little tough, but you look at how he essentially changed the fortunes of those franchises. But like you said, I think he's done. Um, you can just tell it was a finality. You can tell just the whole, like his, him him and his wife is almost like, it's almost like they were slow dancing. Like it was like the last song of the night. It was kind of, it was like how Endgame ended. Right. And it's kind of how that, how that was. And so it was like a finality. Like I said, he's, he's done. Um, he's getting ready to go to NBC, and then he'll get his bust in Canton in five more years. It would be down the road. Yeah, he'll be yeah he'll be NBC next year. But yeah, I'm talking about the going to Canton in five years. He ought to be in Canton next year. <laughs> like, well, yeah, they ain't gonna do that. Yeah, because Peyton Manning, he just, oh, he just get in. Yeah, he'll get in next. He's not year. a receiver. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, he'll be there. Once Brady retires, yeah, like that's another. Yeah, like, he's in that so category. Even they should put Brady in now. When so yeah, so retires, he'll be a, yeah, so he'll be a the yeah. Minute, so the minute he right. announces retirement, yeah. he's got a, he's got yeah. a busted can. Like you know, like, yeah, but, yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, kind of um, yeah. So like I said, he'll be in Canton five years. We'll be going down the road to Jeff neighborhood, spend night with Jeff, and, and go oh. down to Canton and catch and catch Drew Brees um, Hall of Fame ceremony in five years from now. So before we go, before we go to the next um, topic, what's going on, Chris? Talk about let's talk about Drew Brees in a positive way. Let's not bring Brady into the conversation. That's next week or the Super Bowl, <laughs> whenever. Well, let's talk nah, about Drew Brees. Nah, he had a good career. You know, yeah, he definitely had a good career. You know, bunch, you know, all time leading in passing yards. A lot of good things. You know. Did did not play well at all. He he definitely struggled in that game. And but uh, great career. You know, wish he would have went out better. You know, because he just didn't have it arm wise. His arm looked shot. Yeah. Like and then we saw that before that. You know, 
that uh, he just didn't have the arm strength, you know, to push the ball down the field. And that really, really showed in this game. But, you know, great career. I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, we saw his arm like dangling, you know, in that Chargers game and people thought he was done. Yeah. yeah. Like essentially, you know, Culpepper, they picked Culpepper over him, you know, (laughs) because back in the day, I mean, you take the the knee over the – yeah, so it's <laughs> a hell of a career, you know, if yeah. this is it for him, you know, great career, like you said, a bunch of records and, uh, you know, overachieve big time, you know, definitely yeah. overachieve, you know, big time. So hell of a career for Drew and, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's nothing, he, he went out, you know, find like a warrior, you know, you know, he was killing him that he just couldn't make the plays he could have and, uh but a hell of a career for Drew. Yeah, big time. So fellas, it real hard to say that. Just, just want to turn it out there. Sounded <laughs> real tough to give him his flowers. Yeah, yeah, we no. had to. We wanted to make it positive. Keep it professional. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we wanted. We wanted the, the perfect, perfectly executed. <laughs> so the final topic tonight, fellas, let's talk about um, Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer is now hired as the new. Uh, head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jerg, I'm going to go with your thoughts, your thoughts on the hire and yeah, your thoughts on the um, Jags hiring uh, Urban Meyer. Uh, I'm only going to call it a success if he is doing what he's saying he's doing, which I'm sure he will, and hires the right offensive coordinator and right defensive coordinator. Uh, this is nothing against Urban Meyer, but it is a proven fact. When these college coaches that lack for a better term have full control and are essentially, I hate to say such a negative word for it, but when they are dictators at the college level, they control every minute, every second of the players' lives. But Urban wasn't like Believe it or not, believe it or not, coaches, it gets to the brain. They get an ego. And I'm not saying Urban wouldn't deserve to have an ego, three national championships in his college career. He definitely deserves to have some gravios uh, to, to his career, but... He, he knows that when college coaches go to the pros, it doesn't always work out, you know, whether it's the wrong situation, whether it's uh, issues with uh, management and ownership, you know, Washington in early in the 2000s. You guys <laughs> kind of tried something. Oh, bo- like oh, oh, early 2000s, mid 2000s, oh, late 2000s. Oh, 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 coach. All right. Don't put. All right. My, oh, Meyer, yeah, you got funny. We brought up learning. Meyer is learning <laughs> from mistakes of his peers in the past, and he plans on hiring guys to handle the play calling and for him to be the leader. And I think if they do that, and he should honestly, between him and Shad Khan, it should not be a conversation. Let Urban pick the team. What are you doing? Like, let Urban pick the team. If it's between him and Khan, I'm I would trust Urban above him. That's without question. If that goes according to plan, Jacksonville will be fine. This will be a good hire a couple years down the line. They will be relevant again, to say the least. But if he if he steps like if he needs to set the culture right away, that that's what has to happen. He needs to set the culture and understanding right away. Because if he if he goes too hard too soon, it's going to be an issue. Like he's going to be a couple players on that team eventually will be paid more than him. You cannot talk to these professional athletes like they're college kids. That's all I'm saying. If he avoids doing that, it'll be fine. If for a, a split second he says it to the wrong player, like we saw happen in Houston, it could go like that. I'm not saying he will make that mistake, but you know, it's always possible with a guy like that. But I do think it's a, it's the right hire. 
So as long as you don't call your player slugs. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of slugs. So, yeah. yeah. So Jeff, Jeff, your thoughts on your boy, Urban Meyer. Yeah, y'all yeah, piggyback on what some of the jerk said. So <clears throat> here's the advantages, the, the the differences between Urban and a lot of these college guys that go. Meyer didn't. Meyer had the probably, I think, the highest paid coaching staff when he was at Ohio State. Like the assistant coaches, the coordinators. Uh, Brian Hartline's our wide receiver coach. He makes a million dollars a year. So like Urban was always the CEO. Uh, he only coached special teams. He is a great football mind, like coming up through Notre Dame and you know his younger years. But he delegated power years ago, which is what Jerk is talking about. Can they do that? <clears throat> He's not coming in as like. Like we, uh, like we saw Kingsbury come in as the hot offensive guy or whatever. Like Urban was a CEO years ago at Ohio State. He let Larry Johnson, you know, he let you know, offensive defense coordinator. He let the position coaches. He let them all do their job, and he's been managing personalities and stuff, which I think gives him a chance because he's not going to come in. He's not implementing a system. Like I know a lot of people think that what they see at Ohio State is his system. That's that's what it's not his system. Like I, I promise. Like he had he always carried offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators with him. Like whether it was Florida, then when he went to Ohio State, Urban didn't run the offense. You saw. Like if you watch an Ohio State game when it went bad, the reason Urban was upset because he honestly didn't know what the play call was going to be, and I don't mean as a negative. He let his guys do their job, which is what the only possibility to you know succeed in the NFL. So I think he's got a chance. The other option is he might it just might just be a cash grab, and he's two years and out. Like he might be a Spurrier. Like that's very possible. Like we really, I mean, I'm just I'm not. I'm just saying Spurrier's a the best example of that coach, not an insult. Like you guys know that he wasn't in it to win it. Like there's no way that anybody can think the Spurrier was serious about what he was doing. He took that money and went back to college and urban will probably do the same thing. But if he doesn't, I think he's got a chance because he's already a CEO mentality and he's been that way for years. I think coming out of Florida would have been a mistake when he was still the control freak that Jerg is referring to with some of these guys. But I think now, I mean, he, he checked out Ohio state years ago. Like he hasn't been the coach at Ohio state for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Steven. Yeah, so I think it's interesting the way that we're talking about him. It makes it sound like head coaching may not be what he wants to do. Like, if he's that CEO mentality, like, is it possible that he's, like, getting his foot in the door to eventually be in the front office? Like, I don't think that that would be, a, uh, you know, a far reach either, you know, because, I mean, if coaching is not his heart, but he still wants to be involved with football somehow and doesn't want to deal with the, the stresses of, you know, player management and traveling and all that stuff, like maybe he's just trying to get his foot in the door to be in the, you know, to be Very in the front office, a la Tom, Tom Coughlin, you but, know, who, oddly enough, he's succeeding. Steven, I want to run something by you real quick because yes, you're sir. I'm not, not to interrupt you, but I, this is my comparison. Could he be another Mike Tomlin? Mike yeah. Tomlin really doesn't coach anything, but he's a great head coach. But he's also a motivator. Like, he has that motivator mentality. Yeah. Like, and I think that, you know. I mean, that's his job, right? Is to control, mm -hmm. is to, is to manage the, manage the team more like a baseball yeah. manager than a coach. Is that possible? That's, that's what I'm getting at. I don't know because I still feel like to, uh, Mike Tomlin still has a say in the, in the way that the game is called. You know what I mean? Like, he, I think that he's oh, more yeah, hands. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of, I could very well be wrong, but I get the impression. I think that, you know, Meyer is kind of passive, you know, at this stage of his career. And I think that he could potentially be trying to get his foot in the door in the front office. And if he's rubbing elbows with Shad Khan, who, you know, Chris and I talk about this all the time, like he, football, he, this is like his hobby. Like he just wants to spend money on football and like build a successful organization. And I think that, you know, Meyer, my, Meyer seeing that, I think that he could be like, 
hey, let me come in. I'm a pretty successful football mind. Oh, and if I do well enough, like let me be in the front office. I'll take care of this for you. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, exactly. Tom Coughlin, but not as a old school, I guess is a is a good way to put it. Right, but I'm saying that that progression. that's what I'm saying. Like he's he won't be like as uh, you know Iron Fist as Tom Coughlin, where you have to dress a certain way, you show up at a certain time, and now Urban don't give a shit. Everybody do fifty push ups. (laughs) before you know practice starts and you know bring your lunch pill mentality to to professional sports like jerk was alluding to with the amount of money that they'll bring i don't see meyer like getting in anyone's face and being like you have to do this and i know that you also agreed with that but i was just speaking to that point that you brought up earlier like i see him potentially working his way up into a front office i like it yeah yeah rob your thoughts i don't know to be completely (laughs) honest i don't know just with the, the track record the college coaches have coming into the NFL, you know, is he going to have a, be a CEO type of head coach? And honestly, I don't think Urban Meyer is the kind of person that needs an, an audition as a head coach to get into the front office job. If he wanted that VP role that, or that president of football operations, I'm sure he could get it if he really wanted it. Um, and he is his is his health gonna gonna hold up? Because the last two times he, he retired from coaching has been due to his health, but yet he keeps coming back. I don't know. There was that um pretty um pretty messed up reason why he retired that I think he used his health as a as a cop out, but yeah. 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 He's a con artist too a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. Y'all know shoot right. y'all know we're not uh, saying yeah, anything yeah, that y'all yeah. Yeah. Never trust right. what Urban Meyer says. Because yeah. if he Stop. says I don't want to coach, I'm I'm interested in coaching, that means Stop. he's interested in coaching. And hey Urban Meyer, what do you think of the scandal that came up? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll just happen to quit. My chest hurts. So before we get that going, let's get let's get Ohio State going. He did it at Utah too. Like Ohio State. Stop it. Hey, so there's two things with the success of Urban Meyer. So one is the quarterback situation. So before everybody questions not at Urban Myers in Jacksonville, they have the number one pick. Will he go Justin Fields? Now listen to me. If he's a smart guy, he doesn't go Justin Fields. He don't even think about it. He drafts Trevor Lawrence because as a head coach, your first move is going to be based off his draft. Forget free agency. We don't, you know, whatever happens there, happens there. His first move and call as a head coach is going to be the NBA, I mean, the NFL draft. NBA, I'm sorry. Chris and TV, y'all got me on NBA mode. But I ain't say anything. The, no, no, no. It's just looking at y'all. But the, the, the NFL draft and that number one pick is going to hold a lot of weight of the rest of his coaching career. You have to go Trevor Lawrence because here's the chance you have to take as a coach calling who I'm going to draft. Trevor Lawrence is the safe pick. We all expect him to be, he's the greatest uh, um, prospect since Andrew Luck. People are comparing him to a prospect as far as Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. You he have to go Trevor him. Lawrence, but you have to go Trevor Lawrence and take away your Ohio State bias because here's the thing. If you go Trevor Lawrence and ultimately he becomes a bust, it will be okay to accept that fact as a Jaguars fan. But if you go Justin Fields and Justin Fields is a bust and Trevor Lawrence becomes a superstar, nobody in the Jacksonville organization, hell, nobody around the league 
none of us will be able, we will crucify Urban Meyer for making that decision. So he has to think about that one, is you have to go Trevor Lawrence. You have to be adamant on going Trevor Lawrence unless you decide to say, I want to take Gardner Minshew and get weapons around him. That's the only way I will be okay with whoever he drafts in the number one pick. I think we'd be outside. more forgiven of Fields than Gardner Minshew, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Just, just, just let me finish. All I'm saying is the it's only way – I won't be okay with him taking any other quarterback other than Trevor Lawrence with no, the number one pick. Now, you're now right he about takes, the if, if he takes a receiver, if he takes Devontae Smith and says, you know what, we got charged, nice. we're going to get Devontae Smith before we're going to Don't even get around. me started Devontae Bro, we got but, but listen, listen to me. Y'all not listening to me. Let me. No, I'm listening to you. No, Sorry, Mo. Mo, you might get no. fired after this. No, 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 no. Listen, all I'm saying – Cruz, saying, you ready to be the VP? No. <laughs> all I'm this saying – I, I can't believe what I, I'm hearing. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree. Gardner no Chad Henney. No, 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 no. But if he comes in the situation and says, Gardner Minshew is my guy and I'm going to build around him, cool. I don't agree with it. But no, he's done. A- no, you can't. No, he's, no, you can't. Say he's going to go back to college. No, he will he's be fine. He will be done. Y'all, y'all attack me for thoughts. saying that. What I'm saying is we all know Jacksonville is going to take the quarterback. There should be. Be no question that Trevor Lawrence is your guy, not Justin Fields. I understand Two. what he's trying to say. No, Two. I don't care what he's trying to say. Somebody, somebody brought this sense. to my attention. I don't remember where I don't remember where I seen it, so I can't give credit to the person that I seen it. Could Urban Meyer drafting Trevor Lawrence be detrimental to Trevor Lawrence? Now, I know that's a crazy question, and that's not what we're talking about, but could it be detrimental to Trevor Lawrence? Because here's the thing. Outside of Alex Smith, quarterbacks that have been under Urban Meyer have looked like great NFL prospects and have went advanced, advanced. Look yeah, at he runs an RPL offense. But, but look at JT Barrett. Look at Dwayne Haskins. Look at, look at Tim Tebow. And that goes to Jerg's point that the key to his success – my two things for the key to Urban Meyer's success is A, draft Trevor Lawrence, and B, draft Gardner the right Minshew. offensive coordinator, and or not draft, but hire the right offensive coordinator and the right defensive coordinator that will allow the growth of Trevor Lawrence to be nothing but success. Okay. Because okay. quarterbacks yeah. under Urban Meyer's helm have shown he, that when they jump to the <laughs> next level, they're not it. So my right. thing with Urban Meyer is allow your offensive coordinator to make sure it's a guy that you trust can develop Trevor Lawrence. Because if it, if it's not, sure. Urban Meyer has to step in, his development of quarterbacks have not been that great. So my yeah. thing is get Trevor Lawrence. That's the first move you have to make as a head coach. Draft Trevor Lawrence. Nobody's going to crucify you if Trevor Lawrence becomes a yeah, boss. You gotta That's look just going to be a surprise to the world. Nobody ever looked at it this way. Urban Meyer got Alex Smith into the NFL. Urban Meyer got Dwayne Haskins into the NFL. Urban Meyer got JT Barrett a look in the NFL. Like maybe it's but that's not enough. He got that's Tim Tebow into the NFL. The guy, but that's not, but that's not his, but that's not, but that's not his fault going to the NFL. Yeah, he almost like. Right, it's almost like yeah, he got to the NFL, but how much money made Tim Tebow? But you can't blame their failures on Urban Meyer. He got them there. Okay, so why Urban Meyer doesn't? We don't agree one hundred percent. 
So who do we blame for the fact that Ohio State quarterbacks have no success in the NFL? Who do we no blame? The Ohio State quarterbacks. We're saying that it's they, not they, all on them though. Like, like, no, I mean, right. doesn't go to the NFL without without. So right. and without Urban Meyer, they suck. But do they though? Like we've had quarterbacks before. You just said they did. They don't. They all suck. Yeah, they suck in the NFL. They suck in without Urban Meyer. His job job isn't what they do in the NFL. His job to get them to the NFL. But 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 I understand what you mean. Does his does his game translate? To that, I now I get your yeah. point now, Mo. Does it translate? Or does it? I didn't make no, no, no. I I get, get, no, no. Men I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Y'all are trying to make it like I said. Gardner Minshew needs to be the starting quarterback. No, what I said is if he but goes Mo, quarterback and doesn't go Trevor Lawrence, no, listen, listen he's to wrong. Me. But if he but says I'm going to go Gardner Minshew and draft weapons, then it might I'm be not. Yeah, he I'm strictly addressing the OSU Urban quarterback slander. What I'm saying is Urban had Braxton Miller for three years. He had JT Barrett. He's a wide receiver, years, right? and he had Dwayne Haskins. He was only there that long. Like mm-hmm. nobody yeah, yeah, Braxton, yeah. like Braxton. Well, he didn't. Was going to State for eighty-seven years. Braxton so. made it to the. That's what I'm saying. But but his quarterbacks played for so long. Like right. The, the examples of failures are. But he also Haskins. had Chris Leak. And he Haskins. also had he also had Chris Leak. He also had Tim Tebow. She like, made an AFC championship game. Come on, Stephen. You can. No, he made it to the divisional round. Oh, sorry. Stephen, we could all went and threw that slam. Stop it. That one play that he made, we all could have threw that pass. That's beside I get what you saying. Taylor messed up on that coverage. It's not Tebow's fault. The quarterbacks that be getting, I know measuring the college and NFL ranks is different. But what I'm saying is the first thing, okay, you know what? Let me reverse. The first Alex thing. Alex is the number one do, pick. I'm just saying. The first, okay, and, and, <laughs> and has he been. 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 Has yeah, no. He's still playing. He's still playing. But that, that, that doesn't mean he's the great number one pick, though. No. Well, that he, is, but, he was better than – But for uh, a quarterback yeah, right to still play 16 years later, yeah, that's, that's a great speed. 16 years in the league. That's yeah. right. He's that's done the most good. overall. We don't need to be I mean, nice to this guy. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He went number one overall. We don't have to be nice to the guy and say, thank God he's still playing in there. Remember that when I remember that when I talk about Baker Mayfield, then I'm just saying, like, we got it. We can't talk about Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying. Ohio hates us after this conversation. Chris, Chris, your thoughts on Urban Mayo? On the coach of Jacksonville. I get why Jacksonville did it. Because they wanted, you know, to get the splash. Yeah, they um, had Gardner Minshew, but they have Gardner Minshew, so they're fine. All right, all right, you know? hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All right leave more alone. That's not I'm fair not to him. Like right, yeah, leave, leave. I think, I think, I think he took the job because, first of all, they have a lot of cap, and they also have the number one pick. So, I mean, that's very intriguing. You come in and you literally get the keys to the 
to the team and you just do whatever you want. Essentially, the cons are going to give him freedom to do what he wants and, and pick his players and all that. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to take that job? It's in Florida. And, you know, no, 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 you nailed it right there, Chris. That's all right. He ain't taking this job in Green Bay. Or- yeah, he's not taking a, you better you know, believe I'm driving in a off cold weather city or, you know, Minnesota or whatever. One of these jobs that where it's cold. You know, I think this helps. And mm-hmm. I think he just got bored of college because I think if he would have went back to college, he would have picked the Texas job because Texas would have gave him anything he wanted. You know, <laughs> and you don't think the recruiting like Texas recruiting oh, like they, back to college, they have the most college. I mean, the most, you know, the biggest facilities and all that, that would have been perfect for him. They would have loved it. You know, and I thought when they fired Tom team. Herman that that was going to be, they were going to go, go full, go full board. I think board he hates that aspect him, but, of college, though. But it's, it's I think that's recruiting. more, college is more stressful. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. And, and, and Chris, I'm glad yeah. you said that because I said that before. Is mm-hmm. I think he hates some of the aspects of college football. Of, even though NFL head coaching is year round. There's there's a little bit of downtime where you prepare for the draft. But these yeah. guys, where Urban Meyer has been flying here and there and here and there to get guys to come right. to his school. So that's what I think he hated that part of college. Yeah, because listen, he, he left he left Florida because of you know health issues. He left Ohio. I mean, who leaves Florida when the Florida's at its height? You know, who leaves Ohio State when you're literally he left, he left every year? But we know why. Right. We know why he left Ohio State. So, and that's and, and, uh, and, and that's to, to Chris' point where essentially he don't have to worry about those situations no more. So like when mm-hmm. the whole health thing come into factor, he doesn't have to worry about the uh, NCAA violations because ain't no kid going to get yeah, no yeah. tattoo for some sweatpants or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, has to, he has to be can be controlled right. as players because we saw what happened at Florida and I know that's, that's true. true. But he has to be kept And nothing happened at Ohio State though in nine years. Like, be honest. No, right. Well, a couple... Not, a couple Nothing like Florida, though. Nothing like Florida. Nothing happened in Ohio State with nothing his reign happened in Ohio State. State. He he took well, on the tattoos. He, he took on the situation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. Let's just say it's not. Let's just say it wasn't like Florida. How about that? I'll keep it. Yeah, we right, like, right, like right, Florida. right. And if he, if he controls head. that, if he knows how to manage his players, because he 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 got out of hand in Florida. Like we so yeah. we've heard the stories. We all know Aaron Hernandez. You know all the pounce. We know everything. Like, I supposed yeah. to say that name. We we know that. It got out of hand. Like he had all the talent in the world, so he overcame that. But in the pros, you know, it, that can get ugly. And and so, but yeah. I think I think like, he'll be fine. You know, in Duval and do yeah, I think he'll be fine. And like it's it's a job that you know, like you said, he's gonna get full. You know, he's gonna have time too. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to give him time to build this thing up and and see what they can do. Like having a normal pick is gonna be you know having that quarterback, and they have yeah. some good weapons. They have a good running Great game. Receivers. They got some. They got some talent. So I mean, the quarterback. If they figure out the quarterback position, then what are the what yeah. are the chances but, um, that, that his number one pick is actually Deshaun Watson? Has anybody thought about that? Uh, potentially, they got extra. Uh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Hughes is going to trade within the division. That's too much. I, they would, and that's a division. You want to yeah, do You might have a choice, but that, they're they're a playoff team if they get Deshaun Watson. Right? Has Houston made I great mean, decisions though? I mean, being yeah, real, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, learning. I threw my getting for a second round pick. If you, right, you call my money. Bill Bill Brown was saying that. Yeah. They don't Probably. even have a head coach right now, so I mean, well, they, they don't even know. They, they, they could get talked into a bad trade right now. They're going to hire a coach. coach that they, we don't right. even know. Not, not hire I think they make great decisions. Yeah, Deshaun, but um, Deshaun is going to be a haul. 
Like you yeah. for Jonathan yeah. Deshaun, it's it's gonna cost you. Yeah, like, I don't they got extra who the they got extra or who the coach. Yeah, they right. do. And and it would be enticing yeah. for Houston. And they to got look cap space. They can just with trade with being him able to get first. Trevor Lawrence. Like you no, know, would I wouldn't enticing. trade in the division. I wouldn't trade in division. Yeah. But I'm yeah, so, but yeah, I think the Urban Meyer hire is interesting. And I think he's only perfect for Jacksonville because essentially, like I wouldn't see him going anywhere else. And like to Chris's point, it's a splash because at the end of the day, we know what Khan is. Khan is about the big name, the sexy name. Mm-hmm. And essentially with like him, Mitchell. Urban Meyer, yeah, no, no, but but um, leave Mo alone. Do you Mo, think there was another Mo, job that Mo, he would have took? Mo was just, there's another no, job. Like, that Urban I don't think so. No this is, is so. Like, this is Houston, the only job. The first I think, he, I think, yeah, but yeah, he, yeah, because like you said, he can build the foundation. He has a hundred million dollars in cap. He can literally, like you said, he got the keys to the car. Um, and he's then close think, to home. And he's close to home. Yeah, and that's, then that's, this essentially, essentially. With that name, that could that could put busting seats in Jacksonville, which they really. I'm gonna need. go watch them just because. That, right. and, that, and, they, and they're right. a lot of fans. And they're, about it. And and they're right. a lot of fans right now, so. And then you thing. think about it, and you think about it, then coupled with a Trevor Lawrence, who's like probably one of the biggest college superstars that we've had in this, at least somewhat in this generation. Never so heard you of. couple that anyway. Anyway, so you look at those. So you look at um, those components. Like you said, I don't think he would have took any other job but the nah, Jacksonville. Yeah. I don't think That's he would have even job. got another job, essentially, if it wasn't for the Jacksonville. Yeah, and I think, like you said, and this is really going to save their franchise. Like you like you talked about it earlier, Jeff, where essentially we thought this team was going to be, you know, they, they almost got a one-way ticket to London. Mm-hmm. But now there's no, there's not going to be any tarps. On that field, I mean, not on field, but on, in them seats, they're gonna they're gonna pack that place out. Oh, this is definitely and a money. He, yeah. and he needs that, right? Jacksonville, and, right? Jacksonville definitely like when right. you look at it as the state of Florida. With being from Florida, like the state of Florida and football, football yeah. is practically a religion. So to yeah. have the Miami Dolphins, who are on the up and coming, you know, they're right there. We think the Dolphins Final. are right there in a playoff team. Yeah. The Bucks are about to play in the NFC Championship. If if the Jaguars are on the up and coming, to possibly have all three Florida NFL teams, not only can that do a lot for the NFL itself, but it'll do a lot for the state of Florida itself. So and when try. you look at it, yeah. like all y'all yeah. said, he might not take that because the, the, the thing about it is outside of the few other states that you would consider taking a job in, in the NFL, Florida has no state taxes, so he's maximizing his money. He's close to home, like Steven mm-hmm. said. Like, there's so many points in why this was the one job in the NFL that he is willing to take because it's yeah. really in, in, in a home. He's, he's taking a pickup from a high school. Right. And the thing about it, and like you said, and I think, like you said, and I don't even think it's going to be a situation where he's going to like grab because I think, honestly, to be the, the quietest kept. I think Ohio State was like the holy grail for him. So yeah. to me, it's almost like I don't think he, he would take right. another job. I don't think <laughs> he would take it. Because to me, I think Ohio State, even, you know, this his whole roots. You guys know, you probably remember Jeff. He was like a GA. And mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he's, you know, he's an Ohio mm-hmm. State born, you know, bred and bred and brewed. Yeah, I think so there's only right. one other job he takes it's Notre Dame. I think that would be the only job but, if it was yeah, open. But, I, but that would yeah, be the if, only if, job if he would take. Yeah, but he I don't think it's going to be open in the foreseeable future. But I don't think, right. And like we talked about earlier, he doesn't have to worry about all those certain situations with the NCAA. Mm, yeah. So he'll – and, 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 and I think he will get – a. and the thing with him and 
he's going to get the personnel that he needs to get the job done. So I don't, I'm not really concerned about as far as, you know, as far as his staffing, he'll get what he needs. CP What's what he needs. Well, yeah, potentially. Yeah. But, but Pete uh, like, a successful head coach in the NFL. Really look yes, at it. Think, like coming from the college ranks, he's been successful. Yeah, he successful. Went right. To, you know, you and, know, you can't say a few that tries, but he got it. Right but, but he yeah, was so successful look, even but before he went to USC. He was, I mean, he wasn't a great coach, but he was a solid, he was a solid coach. Was I mean, coach. Was I believe he was coach. older than Urban Meyer was when Urban took this job. I believe. Oh, he, way older. oh yeah, way not older. that old. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, Urban's, people, 50 something. Urban's only in what, man? What, 50, he's, he's three, not that four? old. Oh, you talk about head coaches. coaches. Like, he has another 10 to 15 years Ten easily years. of head coaching in his, in his lifeline. Doesn't yeah. mean he'll last that long, but what I'm saying is he has either, another 10 years as far as possibly being a head coach. Do I see him being in Jacksonville 10 years from now? Of course not. But what I'm saying is with his age, he oh. has a lifeline of 10 to 15 That's years retirement left state, bro. being a head coach. Urban, Urban's not a long-term guy. When he yeah. – <laughs> I'll say here as as like the high like you know live in Ohio like everything we when Urban came we knew that it was like not a long term plan he got us our championship he left us in great shape like you know I get asked this a lot about Urban Meyer and I'm like no this is the deal we made with yeah. Urban Meyer same thing he did at Florida Rock Lesnar yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and and we're totally yeah. good with it we are yeah. totally good with it like and right. Yeah, and he can, and, and, and then he can yeah. probably groom That's the next guy, you know, and so. he probably can groom yeah. the next guy at Jacksonville. So it could, be, like you said, it could be it's in the front office. Right. In the front office. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, he's going. That's very out. possible. And Ryan, but, yeah, yeah. That's very possible. But yeah, I'm, the thing about yeah, and I think he right. will potentially because I think I think him going back to the booth. I think he would like. I think somebody said he was he was he was bored essentially. So I look at that as well. Like I don't think he's going back to the booth. Um, per se, we know but, yeah. his wife is tired yeah. of being home. We know that, right? Right, so yeah, yeah so, I met her one time. Shelly's a nice lady, nice, nice. So, fellas, let's put a bow on this week's couch coach live, man. So, I'm gonna go around the horn, promote your social media. So I'm gonna go with you first, Chris. Yeah, you can find me uh, off the ball pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, obviously, go follow off the ball network on OTB underscore network on Twitter. Off the Ball Network on Instagram and OffTheBallNetwork.com. All right, Mo. Yep, y'all can uh, Up the Flames uh, Sports Podcast, wherever you can get your podcast. Um, up the Flames Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Mo underscore Cheese 15. And the one thing I just want to get out there is everybody, please wear your mask. Please follow protocols that your state or area have. COVID is real. So please just everybody continue to do what we have to do, whether we like it or not. Any of us can get it. I've come to, it's reality for me. And I don't know if it's been reality for a lot of y'all, but it is real. So y'all just follow y'all protocols and do what you got to do, man, for as long as we got to do it to ultimately get rid of it, man. So, so COVID is real. Wear your mask. Go out. Do what you got to do. Keep your distance because it, it's a reality for me. So it is realistic. But up in flames, pot everywhere you can go. Rob, you already know where you can find me. Uh, FNC Pod on Twitter, Football Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And yes, like Mo said, um, COVID is real. I have had it. 
Uh, from the times of it, I had it a lot worse than he did. Thankfully, Steven, he's had it. Um, it. It is rough. It is very rough. I know people, it's different for other, uh, everybody else, but for me, it was really bad. So I really don't want anybody else to get it. Um, so, yes, please wear your mask. And another thing, don't be racist. Please. Wow. Interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you again, just real quick, Coach. Appreciate you having us on, yeah. man. It's always fun. Best in the business. He, he, he's hands down the, one of the best guys I've ever had a chance to work with. Yeah. And um, just y'all sound great tonight, by the way. But you can follow me on Twitter at StevenBTG. That stands for Breaking the Game, the basketball podcast that I co host. You can find Breaking the Game anywhere that you get your podcast. Just search Breaking the Game. You can also find all of our work at offtheballnetwork.com. Please go check out the website. All of our guys on there are doing a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, so just please go support the website there. Um, you can follow my podcast on social media at BTG NBA pod. That's on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And just real quick, guys, Jeff and I just started working on a uh, comic book podcast that allows me to get the nerd of me out that I don't really get the chance to it to on the sports podcast. So, so we've had a lot of fun. I've been reading comic books. Steven is the man. I appreciate that. I appreciate great that. Show. Yeah. Just, great show, by the way, just to throw that out there. Um, I checked out WandaVision. Uh, shows out, bro. It's a great show, and to be honest, to be able to see all of us a murder sports show, to be able to see Jeff and Steven really have a dope conversation outside of sports and put on a great show to show that, so that we're fun. more than just sports uh, talkers <laughs> was great for me to be able to watch that on the outside. So thanks, bro. Y'all that, that, out, You're man. the man, y'all, bro. That, that was yeah. that, that was dope for real. Like I, I definitely had yeah. a lot of like it gave me smile. Just man, this is the side of Steven I get to see. Jeff, I know you've been doing it, but it's just to be able to see that we're way more versatile than sports. So y'all definitely check us out. Anything other than sports when we decide to make a jump and do that. Yeah, and Jeff will share the share the yeah. show and all that stuff. And Jeff, man, I got a lot to say. Uh, I want to thank. I wanted to bring it up, man. Stephen brought it up. We call it. We call it setting the screen. It's about Wandavision. We've already got episodes one and two out. We do a recap. Episode three will come out when it comes out this week. I want to thank Couch Coach Live uh, for having me on. Absolutely the best host. In <laughs> Love you, man. Uh, I, I love being here with all you guys. That was an awesome conversation. And real quick, just my, my parting shot, my parting shot. Everybody, like this week, the talk of the week is like the Cleveland Browns, like great season, up and coming. We talked about – but I mean, saying like we talked about the Dolphins. Mo brought it up, like up and coming. Man, nothing is guaranteed in the NFL. My thought of the week was like a few years ago, the Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl. A couple years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game. Like – I know all the fans, like, I love the optimism, but, man, you got to take every season for what it is. Like, nothing is guaranteed in the NFL, man. That is my thought of the week. Other than that, go check out Jeff Needs Sports. Jeff Needs Help. That's where you can find WandaVision if you're a comic book fan. Uh, Steven, I'm telling you, is it, he, he's the brainiac. Of, of the- Which is scary for anybody who knows me. <laughs> <that> I, <laughs> I listen to a lot of the podcasts, and Steven does more research and more in-depth <laughs> He's figured more stuff out in this show than 90% of the podcasters out there, man. The guy's putting it in, and we're having a blast, and we talk about it. like It's so time. much fun. It's, oh it's, it's great. So I just want to thank all you guys. This was a, this was a great conversation. I appreciate it. And uh, Chad Henney is not good. <laughs> not. All right. He's, He's no Gardner Minshew. He'll never be a Gardner Minshew. The, e- the Ishigan man. So, Jerk. 
Uh, at JerkK40 on Instagram and Twitter, uh, offtheballnetwork.com. You can see all the work that these amazing guys do. Coach, thank you again for having me on. Uh, my newest hockey article came out uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, it was fun to write, fun to go in-depth in on what I wrote about, so definitely give uh, give that a shout. And like Mo, Rob, and you know, the rest of the guys have kind of alluded to, you know, it takes all of us, uh, you know, uh, to get out of the situation we're all in. And, like, I think kind of to put a bow on it, a topic that really got us going in this segment, I, uh, in this show, I find it wild that of all the people to end their careers that deserve to have a full stadium there with what he did for that city, mm-hmm. Drew Brees deserved it. And Amen. when COVID took that back, away from him. Might be a reason he comes back. Maybe. And so, like, let, let's just get out of this so that no other athletes got to go through something like that where their last career game got to be in a stadium only, like, a, a fifth of the way th- uh, in capacity, so why is Jerry got always smarter than all of us? Like, <laughs> no, no, be like that. Mad. Y'all just the never hockey. get mad, third. I don't, the man. I'm glad guru. he's on my team. I love yeah, it, right? I need a perspective. Guru. I love it, man. Yeah, don't be fans at the Super Bowl when Brady wins. So, <laughs> yeah, so don't forget to follow the podcast, don't forget to follow the podcast on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, Couch Coach Live, also the YouTube page. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Also, we got some other projects coming up the next few two weeks. We got Super Week coming, so we got some stuff um, cooking in the pod. And I definitely appreciate you fellas for coming on to this week's Couch coach. coach Live. Appreciate you guys. And thank you, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate it, fellas. And we out.